So I can make fun of my voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <coughs> Testing one two one two check 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 check. This is whatever mic number this is. Testing one two. This is Brian Adams. I mean Pastor Derek Fry. <laughs> test test one two test. Testing one two three four five six seven eight. Testing well. one two three four five six seven eight. <coughs> How are we doing? Is that good enough? <laughs> Mic turpack. Is that beautiful? Bald and beautiful? Yeah, it's beautiful. Awesome. All right, we're good. There you go. What's up, 5-8 family? This is Pastor Devin Fry here. I'm so excited for today's episode. No matter where you're tuning in from, we're honored and so privileged to be able to provide some content for you. Just a little bit of vision of this podcast real quick. Uh, we're trying to help people navigate their 20s. 20s are loads of decisions, and no matter where you're at in life, if somebody sent this and it was a friend that sent this to you, I'm telling you, the next 25, 30 minutes are really going to bless you because not only do we have our pastors in the house, but these people are wise well beyond their years, and their years are Whoa, Whoa. easy. I can say easy. that because they're my parents. <laughs> uh, to my left, Just I have Pastor <laughs> Derek and Stacy Fry, my mom and dad, on the podcast. Pops, mom, say what's up to the people. What's going we on, We are so peeps? glad to be here. Welcome, everybody. It's an honor. It's truly an honor. Yeah, thanks, Dev. Dad has had a, a couple cigarettes today, so that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. We don't do that. Um all the people are like, wow, these, I feel so judged. Um, little horse. Uh, Dad just got off stage, and so he was just preaching today and uh, just shut the house down. The, the day of this recording, we had Vision Sunday. Shucking uh, the corn. It was, it was an incredible Sunday service, but awesome. we don't often get to have mom and dad on the podcast. And so, uh, ironically, I am their biological son, but a lot of people uh, really call you mom and dad. And so, these are spiritual parents of our household. Um, mom, pops. Tell the people a little bit about yourselves quickly. Uh, I know there's maybe a new, newer audience that aren't super familiar with you guys. How long have you been in ministry? Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So, um, how long have you been married? How long have you been in ministry? How many kids you got? Who's your favorite kid? <laughs> That's a setup that we're not taking. The Softball. laugh you just heard is one of our producer, <laughs> one of our production yeah, team that just completely production. broke the third wall. <laughs> excellent. So, uh, so we've been married 31 fourth wall, years. Fourth wall. Right. This November. Yes. 31 years this November. Um, we have four kids. Devin is our <coughs> oldest son. And then we have three daughters. Mm -hmm. And we've been in ministry for 28 years 29 now. 29 years. 29 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we have three beautiful grandsons. Yes. Um, so they God are the light of our lives. God is a God of second chance. So we're great <laughs> was that a shot at me? What was that? <laughs> it I is mean, fun parents, watching our own as kids. Parents, parents. We get to Second parent better through, <laughs> through grandkids, but that has been like an absolute joy. So we, we, we've been around long enough for that. I know you're looking at us like, no way, that's not possible to have grandkids, but yeah, we, we got, do. We got married in the seventh grade. <laughs> uh, it was a massive, was massive scandal. <laughs> um, so we'll talk about that in episode three. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we've been pastoring for um, quite a while now. It's hard to believe. Um, I don't feel, I still like super excited, get pumped to go to church, you know, mm -hmm. every single weekend. But um, I think, you know, my eye has not dimmed, you know, and uh, my Mine have a little bit. I need reading glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, praying for that. 
We love all the next generation stuff that's happening at Connect. Yes. There's a lot of it going on right now. Yeah, comp, big conference coming up and youth and young adults. But this this particular thing you guys have been doing for a long time is uh, is a joy to watch and how God has used it and how it's uh, reached a lot of people. So thanks for having us. Yeah, we're like, uh, what is it, Mike? 44 episodes in? 44 episodes into this podcast. And um, I think I might have only missed a couple of them. That's good. I love watching everybody on this podcast. Yeah. I get stuff out of it too, and then I send it along to other people. So that's awesome. Thank you all for doing uh, that. to all the people that have been following too. and sharing, liking, subscribing. Our uh, our audience has grown a lot over the years, mm-hmm. and so we just want to say thank you so much. If this video is valuable, uh, make sure you send it to a couple friends. I'm telling you, uh, the topic we're talking about today is just very important for all of us. I think all of us have some strong seasons uh, that we're going through in life, but we want to make sure you have a long longevity in your faith, longevity in your profession, and that's a little bit of what we want to talk about today, and I can think of no greater candidate to talk about that than two people that have been in ministry for a long time, married for a long time. Um, I'm a survivor. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think that's Destiny's Child. Probably, yes. Yeah, see, I don't know. Yeah, so we quote, uh, we, we quote Beyonce a lot on this podcast <laughs> from our lead pastor. That's great. Um, but real quick, just kind of start off the bat. I think there has been a lot of stories and honestly been through a pretty discouraging season when it comes to, in our line of work, ministry. You just see a lot of people quitting. You mm-hmm. see a lot of moral failures. Yeah. You see a lot of that happening. But then even just not in just our profession, but... Um, when it comes to personal lives, you see marriages failing a lot, uh, people leaving their jobs, not finding and really being in their purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, speak on that a little bit. What do you think is a, a few key components as to why the condition of <coughs> humanity is what it is right now? Why is there mm-hmm. not longevity? I mean, I think one thing that comes to me off the cuff <coughs> is um, as it pertains to leaders, maybe more so. Um, I think a lot of leaders are just, you know, you know some that get the privilege of pastoring other pastors. And so I've had some sad, discouraging situations where pastors are kind of thrown in the towel, you know. Um, so they e- there's either people who fell or failed. And either instance, I think sometimes there was a lack of preparation or there was mm. uh, a misunderstanding uh, uh, um, of the expectations of ministry and what it would entail kind of going in a lack of counting the cost. And um, I think some people um, kept looking for something to happen uh, and then it didn't happen because they didn't just see it right in the beginning. So I, th- I forget how my pastor says it. It's, it's not all that begins well, ends well. It's, it's all that starts well, ends well. Mm. So I think people just aren't starting right too. We didn't start right, so that's not to say that we started everything right. But thank God that. But you made it right. Yeah, we made yeah. it right. Exactly. You we know were I mean? committed. To we just it right. were determined to figure it out. So real quick, for a little principle to extract from that, <laughs> is even if you didn't start right, make it right. Yeah. And then you yeah, can have some choice. longevity in it. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot <coughs> in there, but um, our our start is bumpy, uh, maritally. Our start was bumpy ministerially as well. Um, there was a lot of things that weren't there, safety nets, mm-hmm. um, support systems, you know, personal preparation and growth. <coughs> so a lot of things that we can explore if you choose to today. I also think that um, it's just a season of discouragement that the enemy is trying to mm. discourage 
leaders, non-leaders, just normal, you know, on the street people, um, because the days are short, we know that, mm. and Jesus is coming back, so the devil wants to take down as many people as he can. Um, and I think with as much access to we have what's with what's going on worldwide, like the human soul just can't handle all the discouragement. And so yeah, people are problems, just yeah. like, I can't take it anymore, and things are just mentally starting to like crack. And so I think that's been a big part of a lot of people just throwing in the towel, like I can't do this anymore. Yeah, yeah we yeah. named, you guys are named two traits give me like maybe three to five two of them already been included so preparation or starting right Mm -hmm. discouragement would be another one of just why are people quitting why are people not staying and not even just we're not talking just professionally honestly i want to talk more on the faith line like people are Mm -hmm. leaving the faith Mm -hmm. um i remember seeing a story on instagram that just really discouraged me and i'm still thinking about it is an old friend of mine who actually used to be in ministry and was formerly a pastor, left the faith, a pastor right. leaving the faith, doesn't necessarily associate himself as a Christian anymore. Mm. And, and you guys know who I'm talking about mm-hmm. too. And I just remember thinking like, what? And just being really discouraged by that. So so preparation on the front end, discouragement. What would be a couple other traits that you would see as why people are leaving the faith, deconstructing from the faith? I think faith? deception, mm. huge. I, I ask the Lord all the time, Lord, protect us from... <coughs> deception because Literally when you're deceived yeah when you're mm. deceived you so don't know you're deceived yeah, yeah. so um, I just think a lot of people have been <coughs> deceived and I'm praying strong against that Self, for sure. self-deception is the worst kind of deception oh yeah you know so I, because you can't see it you can't mm-hmm. see it so I would say piggyback on the way it's a spirit of deception too I think it's really the spirit of the age and this might be a little bit over mm-hmm. the top for no it's good people they need that to hear. listen but I just think that we're in um, a season in the world where the enemy is much more um, overt, much more mm-hmm. out in the open, uh, much more direct. You know, back in the days, the joke is pastors, well, the devil's not going to show up on your doorstep with a pitchfork, you know, and a red tail and say, I'm Satan, I'm here to destroy your life. But today he's pretty close. He's pretty close, <laughs> he's pretty close to showing up right on your doorstep when you can, you know, go on Netflix and the show's Lucifer and you can, <laughs> you know, and a little you demon. can see witchcraft and demonic activity everywhere. Is it possible that there could be a spirit behind mm. a lot of yeah. the people that have left the faith? And then I think there's that. And then I think as far off there's people. I think people are falling and failing because of people, false promises, false, you know, uh, teachers. You know, people are saying they're 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 telling lies. You know, and they're um, promising something that doesn't happen. And so people are following people. So I think people fall away because people have led them away. Mm. You know, so sometimes I think we get in trouble because we've aligned ourselves maybe with a rock star, but not necessarily somebody that's built their life on the rock. Ooh, bang. Mm. I think on, some Pops. people are like that person's got a huge Instagram, but we really don't know the foundation of their faith. Yeah. We don't really know, yeah. you know, what is the condition of their marriage? Um, we're following somebody with a huge IG following. And they're poor stewards of their finances mm. mm-hmm. and they're living just like the world or there's a carnality, let's just say. And so people are looking for that instead of looking for someone who like where it translates into their everyday life. I think the thing that qualifies or disqualifies us is does what we say translate into our marriage and into our family mm. more than what right. I say this morning from the pulpit. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, the lies in 30 years that were changed through <coughs> connect or through the Fry family or fry marriage were not because of a great message I brought. It would be because of the consistency 
for the legacy and the longevity mm -hmm. of the translated into our lives. And so I think we got to do a better job following people who follow people who are of God, not just following populists, mm. you know, and platform personalities. So good. And yeah. I think when, when people great. do use their platform to give all these nuggets, <coughs> but then they don't see their, you know, um, their lives, when the people don't see their lives living that out and something contrary, you know, whether it's um, have character and then, you know, they fall and they have an affair or whatever, um, that it just, it ruins people's confidence in others and that's when they're leaving you know they're like I don't want to have anything to do with that I don't know how many people we hear that come into our church that just have church hurt and they want to know like I want I want to follow somebody but I want to make sure they're not going to fall absolutely and so um, we, 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 we got people that are following people um, public people and not private people mm -hmm. so it's like yeah we wonder why it went oh, wrong so we good, wonder yeah. why it went wrong like, what? do you know? Because you're following charisma, you but you don't know them? if they I have just character. I saw their car exactly. on Instagram or their, you know, a couple of reels or something like that. But is it real? Like, what? Have you ever been, you know, in a small environment where your pastor's, you know, hanging out with his <coughs> wife with his arm around her? I think that's the stuff. That's why I'm a big fan and uh, a forerunner uh, for the local church. And, and I'm not against mega church. <coughs> but I am against mega churches that don't get small at the same time. Mm. Grow bigger yeah. and smaller at the same That's time. That's good. Yeah. And so if you can't somehow have a degree of access to the person you're following at some level where you can see that the public and the private have some alignment, mm -hmm. uh, why are you flowing in with them completely? So good. Why are you abandoning everything else? You know, I hear about these churches, you know, I got to be careful what I say, but just, you know, they're opening up with a bang. But we don't know anything about them. And then everybody just leaves the church where the pastor's been faithful for 20 years and the marriage has been going for longer than that and the kids are all serving Jesus and we throw in for the latest and the greatest, mm -hmm. but we give up something that's solid and secure and then we get disappointed when that doesn't go right, mm. that rocket ship you know, relationship instead of something that is more rock solid. It's like the, the tortoise and the hare. I mean, we all know that story. It's like, yeah. you know, the hare went flying past, but the tortoise was strong and steady, and the tortoise is what who won the race. And so, you know, sometimes you, what, what does your, your dad used to say? Fizzle at the... If it had a flaw at the first, it has a fizzle at the finish. <laughs> That'll <Yeah>. tweet. <laughs> 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 Everybody be like, who wrote this? Ernie Fire, Snoop Dogg. The shizzle, my wizard. It's funny. I haven't. By as I'm recording this, we I haven't released this yet. But uh, by the time this episode releases, um, one of my sermon, my sermon for Revival Nights, uh, I'm talking about. I think I'm calling it the tests of success, mm. and one of them is the test of influence. Mm -hmm. And essentially, it's I heard Jensen Franklin say this: wrong voices. Uh, result in wrong choices yeah and mm -hmm. so you have to be very cautious and careful with what influences totally. your life what is influencing your life and so yeah I think we can follow what you say what was your term it was you we follow popularists but what was that one you I, know, don't, I don't know when it comes out of my mouth that's <coughs> it. It's we, we follow popularity yeah but you should follow a character yeah. there should be testing I'm reading this Not book right now stars, but something built on something the built on the rock yeah. Yeah. is it's good I'm reading this book right now by Dr. Henry Cloud called Safe People. And he says, listen, just because they're saved doesn't mean they're safe. Yes. Mm. 
And so I think we got to be mindful of that mind character and, and notice certain traits Dude, and things like that. If I can interrupt, you know, sometimes like we see these people that look successful, but it's piggyback on your message idea, which I think is a great idea. Are there stabilizers to that success? Mm. So because they have success, um, but what can come with success sometimes is influence. And so do you have stabilizers for that influence? Because now you got all this, but do you have accountability? You know, uh, w with success comes money, comes influence, comes fame, all those things. What are those things that are, in a sense, making sure that you can handle that? So mm -hmm. a lot of times people fell because they didn't have stabilizers. Their failure was because they didn't have stabilizers for success, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, well, far more dangerous than failure success is success. Is success is the danger. Because right. that can right. mess people success up Success is quick. the danger. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be mad that God wouldn't grow my church faster or the ministry faster, but it's amazing how 30 years in, you kind of look at it and go, I get it. Hmm. Yeah. Thank I you, Lord, it. for just you protected steady. Me. <laughs> you protected me. You, yeah. know? you protected my marriage. You protected my family. Uh, we would have probably been on the altar, you know, of deception and discouragement and who knows worse, divorce, mm -hmm. any other D word I come up with. <laughs> but it would have been bad, you know. But God allowed us to grow <coughs> um, in the ministry and figure some stuff out. I'm grateful for that. There's a there's a powerful scripture in Acts 20. It says this, Acts 20, 24. I want you guys to throw it up on the lower thirds. It says, but I do not account my life of any value nor as precious to myself. This is Paul speaking. But if only I may finish my course mm -hmm. in the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. So I love how he says not only to finish, but he says to finish my course. Yeah. How many people are trying to finish in life, but they're they're using mm -hmm. comparison and you're really not living your life. You're living theirs. Right. Yeah. And so I think clarity is so important of knowing who you are. Also knowing who you're not. Mm -hmm. How do you get that? I would say internal reflection, but also you need external reviews from some mentors, people speaking in your life. But more than that, eternal revelation. You need you need to hear from the word mm -hmm. and you need to hear from the whispers of God. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but we want to finish our course in the ministry that we receive from the Lord Jesus. So when it comes to longevity, like I think the goal should not be to just make it to 80 years old. The goal is not to mm -hmm. make it to 80 years old. As a matter of fact, scripture says in Proverbs, it says, I want to leave an inheritance for my children's children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think we think that's just financial, but it's also uh, spiritual. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, you leave wealth and wisdom to the next generation. Define longevity quickly for us. How would you guys see it? And then as primary audience, you know, you have a lot of 20-year-olds. You have a lot of maybe 18, maybe a little bit beyond 30-year-olds listening to this. Um, appeal to them quickly of, like, you want to make it. You don't want to just want to just make it, but you want to reach your goals. You want to have a family. You want to have a life. Life is not just about making money, mm -hmm. but making a difference. Having a life where where at the end of your life you're looking back and you're like, look at all my for you guys. Look at all my spiritual sons. Look at my mm -hmm. actual kids. Mm -hmm. um, define longevity a little bit for us. Mm. I would <coughs> I would just define longevity as you know um, stay in the course, stay in the course, strong and steady. Um, I'll jump in and maybe I'll help you in your, your, your chart yeah. or draw something else. You know, um, one of the things I was talking a couple of weeks ago in church, and Stacy had a lot to do with this, but we, I think longevity is thinking with the end in mind. Oh, that's another, good. I'll give another I like that. contrasting, uh, not contrasting, but uh, complementary statement to that in a second. It's thinking with the end in mind. So a lot of times, yeah, we're just thinking about the next job, the next pay raise, 
the next car. We're, we're not we're looking on the road, but we're not looking at where the road leads. So a lot of people are spending their mm -hmm. life. Andy Stanley calls it the principle of the path. And, you know, uh, alcohol can be a path. So we're drinking today, but we don't realize that that can become a problem tomorrow that affects the rest of my days. If we drink excessively, right. I'm not making a statement about drinking per se. I'm just saying that some we don't see the path that we're on. So I think longevity for us, let's say in our family context, has been that our kids not graduate from the best schools, get the best jobs, the highest you know, pay sales. <coughs> the goal for us, and this was, this was something we evolved to, was that we'd be rich in relationship, that our kids would be rich in relationship. Mm, talk about that, break that down a little. Well, I just think that, um, you know, Jesus, when he had disciples, at kind of the culmination, I think it's in John 13, he's, he got to a place where he moved from calling them disciples to, to calling them friends. I think the end game, and this helped us get through a lot of stages with parenting our kids, was I want my kids to be friends with God and to be friends with us. Give them the three T's. With others. We, we learn, I learned this. <laughs> well, when did you start teaching it? You. Young. I mean, I, I remember this since old. I was a kid, and honestly, <laughs> I come back to it. I'm a, everybody knows I love my lists. I love my principles. He gets it from somewhere. <laughs> it definitely got it from Bob's. Alliteration. Um, <laughs> but since I was a kid, I mean, they literally, in, they in, ingrained it. Inundated with, it. I feel like I was brainwashed in a sense. Yeah. I just remember the three T's since I was probably six, seven years old. Give them the three T's quick. Uh, talk to God, uh, tell the truth, take, take responsibility. responsibility. Talk to God, tell the truth, take responsibility. And fundamentally, like a lot of behaviors in raising children for most of the phases of their life come under all those three of those. those three things. They've kept us. And so we want them to be in strong relationship with God, have their own relationship with God, yeah. have their own experience with God. Uh, be a friend with God, have a conversational relationship with God. So huge. And then we want them to keep their heart right with God and others. God first <coughs> for others, because if they were in right standing with God, you're more inclined to have right behavior with other people. Mm. So right standing precedes right behavior. And then take responsibility because we all make mistakes. We all fall, stumble in many ways. But the tendency of humanity is to always say it's somebody else's fault. Do the blame game. Mm. So if we can raise leaders, uh, children, and be and model that where we own stuff mm -hmm. we take we you know we take responsibility and we move on mm. and that's helped us in our long and man how countercultural is that right it's now so oh, countercultural. Yeah. i mean literally the world and sometimes even the church God. we blame everybody else I, mm -hmm. I, I don't tell the truth i don't let anybody hear the truth because i wouldn't want them to know the truth mm. and i'm certainly not going to take responsibility i'm a victim and i blame others for it so it is very countercultural. i think i mean you guys were the ones that taught me this but when you don't take responsibility for your life, your errors, your mistakes, even if there was a full, say you're in a relationship, somebody else, they do something wrong. I was just taught basically, if you have 1% of the 100% that you need to own, take 100% responsibility for that 1% yeah. that you need to own and take responsibility for it. If you don't take responsibility for something, it is bound to be repeated. That is going to happen mm -hmm. again. And so we learned this young and honestly, I feel like, uh, you know, I feel like the black sheep nowadays where so few people will just take ownership and responsibility for their life. I feel like I, I inherited a super ownership mentality you from see you it guys. You time quickly mm -hmm. when people don't. Very yeah. much. And honestly, it's my biggest trigger now because since I was six, mm -hmm. I was discipled yeah. this way. Yeah. And sorry, everybody. He's triggered on you. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> I'm, not saying I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying I haven't handled it. <laughs> 
the best always, and I take responsibility for that. <laughs> but behind that is but you, you so know that they're going to do it again if right. they don't own it. That, that's why it was so important to us was to train that ownership because what would cause you to, you know, pr pr what preventatively could you do so it's not repeated? Mm. It's just own it. Mm. So I think three mm. keys for longevity. Talk to God. Be a friend with God. Uh, tell the truth. Truth telling. Uh, more so, you, you know you're dealing with a liar when, not because they're saying it to somebody else, but real liars lie to themselves the most. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So talk to God. Tell That's the truth. Deception comes in. Take responsibility. Yeah. I think those three will keep you grounded. Quickly, um, so we're kind of defining longevity. I think desiring longevity is a big deal. But what are some disciplines for longevity? Let's get a little practical as we conclude. Um, disciplines for longevity. I'll let you guys think about it, but I want to read a scripture quickly because this is important. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24 through 27. It says this, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Mm -hmm. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath or, or a reward, but we are imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control. Lest after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. I discipline my body and I keep it under control. What are some disciplines for longevity? Get super practical. What has helped you guys stay the course? Uh, in ministry, I'm assuming, I mean, I, I, obviously I'm not assuming, I, I know this because we've had conversations. You guys have wanted to quit in certain seasons. <laughs> I want to quit yesterday. every Monday. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, not quit from the faith. I want to make sure that that's clear. Yeah. We've never wanted to quit from the faith, but quit from our kind of career, our profession, our, our calling in some senses. Have you guys wanted to quit? Can you just acknowledge that? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Um, how have you stayed so the course? Never more so than in the last year, mm. probably just with everything that's been going on and <coughs> it's been tough and and honestly I just even what you preached today you know like building yourself up I literally that was a discipline of mine you should Every go back watch that message morning. by the way vision Sunday your message was called stronger what, what are we time to get it? stronger it's time to get stronger go back watch that sermon time to get stronger. that is a word for you in yeah, season there'll be a link or you'll see it on hey, the look at mom doing that hyperlink oh. on the podcast that's, I see so relevant yeah, that's fire. <laughs> look at that yeah, um, yeah, I think it's that's been a discipline is like you have to build yourself up and there's no way I know everybody in here is going to laugh, but, um, you know, you got to pray in the spirit <coughs> and Jude 20 says that uh, like Jude 20. That needs to be a Bible verse that you memorize. It's a it's so you're introducing a wildly new concept for some people, but yeah, yeah. for the believers like praying in the spirit. Uh, we're, we're unashamedly tongue talkers. Mm -hmm. That's what that mm -hmm. means. Mm -hmm. I know some yeah. people like. We, we say this a lot. The Holy Spirit's not weird. People are weird. Correct. Yeah. But this is a gift that God gives Absolutely. that actually builds up your inner man. It's yeah. a spiritual yeah. gift that builds your spirit. Which and is a lot exactly of spirits for this reason. are a lot of a lot of believer spirits are weak. And that's what your sermon was referencing. Yeah. Build yeah. that spirit up. So, so a, like you said, it's a gift. I mean, why would we not open it <coughs> just because some other people are weird and have abused it? Like, why would we not have yeah. all the power that God's given us? Because we're going to we're dealing with spirits in this world then our spirit man has to be stronger than those spirits mm. and greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world Better so preach, Ma. we gotta we gotta and it says it it's literally made for edifying yourself yeah so edify yourself and so that's one one strong discipline what will be some others what will be some disciplines for longevity i think um i can't help but be principled you know you know that about your dad but 
I think thinking with the end or mm-hmm. preparing to leave is another one. Mm. Eternal Jesus did that. So preparing to leave. You know, so Jesus can't, comes to earth on a mission, on an assignment. So you talked about that, you know, kind of the mission, the scripture you read from the book of Acts. We all have that. But Jesus' mindset was his, he spent three years getting ready to go home, getting ready to leave. So everything he did came through the filter of I'm going to be going soon, so mm-hmm. I've got a lot to do in a short period of time. I think w- when you think with the end in mind, you live more intentionally totally. with the time that you have. Totally. 100%. So I don't know. I wish I was better at this in the earlier years. I think I <coughs> squandered, wasted, didn't redeem time, wasted time. But as we've gotten older, I, I don't know when I've been more deliberate. Mm-hmm. You know, and that would be an advice to young people who are listening is to uh, prepare, uh, you know, think ahead, uh, prepare to to leave. We it's are great. even literally the Bible says we're just here for a little while. We're even in right. your teens. Absolutely. Like and, yes. and what that looks like is it could be actually asking yourself, you know, we believe in the afterlife. We believe, you know, mm. you're, when you die, your spirit will go to heaven. You're going to meet your maker. Like visualize what is that going to look like? Because with we always say that, that if um you know if man put you on the pedestal, man can take you off the pedestal. Mm. But if God puts you on the pedestal, Ain't no man is going to take you. I'm off. about to start yeah. preaching and so praying in the spirit right now, mom. <laughs> Come on, but we have to have that eternal perspective to be able to last because. Yeah. If I know that my heavenly Father has <coughs> called me to do something, I know He will equip me, and therefore I'm not going to quit until He says it's time for me to quit. Mm. So, just reminding yourself of you what is it going to look God, like. Two tests. One is what did you do with my son? The second one is what did you do with what I gave you? Mm-hmm. So God that's the for reference. That's the great, great white throne, throne judgment, judgment and, and the, the judgment, judgment seat of Christ. Christ. There's two judgments, and so if you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior, praise God, you're in. But there's another judgment. And a lot of people don't prepare for it. It's a reward system. They're not ready for that. And it has a reward system. And uh, so some people, it's like going to, you know, the trophy ceremony at the end of a sports camp. You don't just get a participation award. You're going to get it based on what did you do here with what Mm -hmm. I gave you. So that's a huge motivator for all the behaviors uh, of longevity. Absolutely. But um, I, I think recent, real current, I would say... Yeah, get like really practical. Yeah, just finding like, um, you know, strategic relationships, you know, coaches, mentors, uh, brothers. Um, I'll tell you, I'll be real vulnerable now. First time in my career, I have a therapist. I have a Christian therapist. And um, going to person, you know, and be able to have what I call a uh, – the reason I have it now is because more responsibility – I think requires more wisdom yeah. and uh, and more margin because um, the problems are bigger and the weight is greater. <coughs> so I need somebody, I can diagnose better what's going on in Devin's life than Devin can for himself. Stacy can help me see things about myself. Self-diagnosis um, is a real trap, I think, in the modern Christian experience. Mm. We spend a lot of time doing that, and I think that's what leads to self-deception. Good, Dad. So I need a skilled like heart surgeon yeah, who can get in there and help me mine for, mitigate, understand, interpret kind of what's going on at this season mm-hmm. of my life. That's good, Dad. So I, I make an investment in doing that. I, I, I That's think, a financial investment. I think the greatest yeah. athletes in the world, Michael Jordan had a coach, Kobe Bryant had a coach. These people have a coach. Why? 
successful, talented people have coaches, but pastors don't or Christian leaders don't. I think it's a good idea Absolutely. Uh, to have things like that. So that's a real practical one for me that's right great. now. You want but a I Christian coach, too. Yeah, not, uh-huh, right. You want to have like-minded. Not just a therapist. Uh-huh. It's, it's not good. worldly. Exactly. Great to clarify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, like going outside, nature does a lot. Your spiritual yeah. disciplines, reading of the word. I, I, honestly, I'd say ninety percent of problems would certainly diminish if you're in the word, yes. you're in prayer regularly, and you're in godly community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Am I off on that? Like ninety no. percent of your problems go yeah. away. Now, there's some things that have greater degrees of issues, and you probably need a professional therapist or a counselor. But for longevity's sake, yeah, that's really no how God put that it. That new show yeah. that's out right now called Alone. It's like crazy. Everybody wants to watch <coughs> it, you know. Super popular. But like, that's the number one thing. It's not the bears in the woods. It's isolation. It's not, you know, how might I'm gonna be so cold tonight. The number one thing that threatens their lives and their sanity and their ability to sustain it is doing life alone. Mm. So we gotta have people. Come on, yeah, you know, we gotta, and we gotta find the right people to do that. A lot of times we don't. I think another practical thing is just stay in your lane. Like, don't do things that you're not called to do, number one, because that will sap your strength totally. right away. Paul says, um, I finished my course. Exactly. Finished, I'm going to finish my course. I can't look at somebody else and go, oh, i got to do that. And, and if there's people that you're following on Instagram or yeah. social media or whatever, and they're doing you know, what you want to do, but that's not what you're called to do, stop following them. Like, just you, you got to be very practical. Like, eliminate distractions in your life. Mm and um, stay your course, do what you're called That's to good. do. Because again, eternal perspective, when I get there, <coughs> you know, I want the Lord to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Not like, eh. Good job copying your yeah, friend. you did some <laughs> things that Think I called you to do, but you really were walking, <laughs> say you know, a lot. Come on. Susie Q's life. No, yeah, I, yeah. I got, I'm responsible for me, so. Susie Q, mom, you were so relevant before. And I know, sorry. Just, yeah, I you just, just botched it right there. Okay. I know. Age, Who? human. Susie Q, come on. You know, well, that's all, always my go-to. Susie Q and Johnny, because I'm a teacher. You know, I, I love it. I love it. I think you guys have modeled longevity so well um, as as one of the pastors of Connect, but more so your son. Um, I'm grateful. I didn't just have good instruction, but I had godly examples. Mm. And I love that your marriage is strong. Um, you guys have been in ministry for a long time. I've been in ministry now 10 years, so I'm not like a newbie anymore. Nope, but. Um, it is so hard and people have no idea unless you're kind of in it. And so you guys have been in ministry. How long? What, how many years? years. Mm-hmm. 29 years, mm-hmm. third generation pastor. Obviously you guys are in second generation. Um, but thank you for, for leading really well. <laughs> thank you for modeling really well for all of us. Uh, if you are a part of this community, you would know like <coughs> so many people call you mom and pops. Like it's just, this is the culture you set. So not only, not only do you privilege. have your kids, I love that. and all your kids are following Jesus, love Jesus. Um, some are a little bit closer to God than others, but um, <laughs> kidding. Shout out to, <laughs> shout out to Morgan. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Um, but uh, I just want to say thank you for your longevity, and a quick encouragement, kind of final thought. Anything you'd say that you you missed that you just want to say to say to the audience on just staying the course. Plug into a local church. Yeah follow people who follow people like you know and see do your due diligence you know before you lock and load is what you see in public to the best of your ability i know everybody has to create some healthy boundaries but is there is the is the public the front stage in alignment with the backstage and um before you kind of lock and load in that church and then for yourself your own personal uh, <coughs> life i think there's many disciplines 
that were you know spoken of there but you know just um don't give up don't quit you mm -hmm. know don't fail um sometimes you're like fourth and inches you know from a, a new revelation a breakthrough relationship um a circumstance is about to change and the enemy is just let the voice of the father be louder than the voice of the world mm. and if you can hang on and listen to that voice and hang on to that one and not the voice of the world or worldly influences and stay the course uh it's amazing what is in store for you and come what's on. in store for generations after you amen, amen. yeah amen. come on i want you to be able to say that i finished my course uh hopefully this podcast and this episode has been a great value add i know uh even just hosting it asking questions about it i gained a lot from it and so do me a favor would you share this video with a couple friends if you haven't already like and subscribe get a part of our community, get a part of our digital community. More than anything, I want to highlight what Pastor Derek said is get involved in a local church. It would be the best thing for your longevity. Uh, I'm just telling you, it's going to be so healthy for you. As always, our signature is very clear. We don't fear the future. We pioneer it. Thanks, guys, so much. God Love bless you. Guys. you. We'll see Love you all. Thanks for having us. Let me film one real thing real quick. I want to film a little promo for this episode. I'll do something like 15 seconds. Okay. <coughs> Hey, I'm oh, sorry. You're good. Good. Hey, family, we just dropped an episode today that I think you need to watch when it comes to staying the course in your faith. We actually brought our lead pastors on to this episode, and I'm telling you, it's going to bless you. If you want to stay the course, you don't want to leave the faith, you want to stay the course when it comes to your profession, your relationships, there are some keys in here that I think will be really helpful and really beneficial for you. So I hope you watch and invest in yourself. This is not watching a video. This is an investment into your future. Check this video out and make sure you like and subscribe. Perfect. <laughs> I was thinking of a line. If you don't want to fall prey to what people say, <laughs> you need to listen. Um, I'm taking a break. Yeah, probably like five minutes, right?